0: Pleaded guilty uh-huh. <laughs> to seditious conspiracy. I mean <laughs> I st- So what I what I wrote in the post-it note was like th- yeah. if this is uh, Antifa, you know, acting, because that was their whole thing. Like <laughs> oh, that Elf- was keepers, their whole thing, yeah. These weren't like this was Antifa trying to throw us under the bus and da da. Well, then I gotta give it to Antifa because you're really committing to the bit. I'm Don
1: Hall, and I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate ApeCast. The Literate Ape Cast is not responsible for triggering your PTSD because we are warning you
0: right now that we might. If coarse language or base stupidity from two white guys is not your jam, look elsewhere for your workout podcast.
1: Well, if I'm a little loopy on this Apecast, uh, I was uh, I was uh, slicing chicken, and as a part of the chicken, I sliced the cutlet of my thumb, mm. mm-hmm. and have been uh, and have been bleeding for the last 25 minutes. Uh, and my wife, who is kind of in charge of the, the
0: bathroom, sundries,
1: the sundries. Um, I don't know where she puts any of the band-aids and so i could not find band-aids that would fit on my thumb i did find two really like band-aids that were probably band-aids that could be used in like 1975 Mm -hmm. and as i put them on my bloody thumb they just fell apart so that didn't work (laughs) um so what i am now sporting is uh a huge piece of paper looks like, towel. Looks
0: like half a roll of paper towel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like No, it's just one piece of paper towel, but it's all wadded up and wrapped around it, and then uh, a, a rubber band really tightly wound. And it's bleeding through that. So uh, I'm also drinking some rye and some, uh, some beer. But, uh, you know, so if I get a little loopy, um, just yeah. be – I'm going to use that as an excuse that it's not that I'm drinking. It's that I have blood loss.
0: Right. While drinking a blood thinner.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No, this
0: will be good There's nothing that can go wrong
1: There's nothing that can go wrong I can't get canceled uh, Speaking of not getting canceled <laughs> We talked to uh, Brandon Bruce Oh, last God, did week. he get canceled because of that show? He he did not get canceled oh, um, good. In fact, his students seem to really like uh, Listening to the 8-cast No, I... Uh, I went uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, he invited me to come and teach a forty-five minute class on the history of Dada, mm-hmm. which I made it. I made it more the history, of, the brief history of Dada, and then practical uses, and then proselytizing to use Dada in their work. and uh, And then later on in the afternoon, we had lunch, talked and stuff. And then uh, later in the afternoon, I met with his playwriting class. And uh, you know, when I asked him what he what because I'm a shitty playwright. I mean, that's yeah, you, why I
0: said that. Yeah. I'm, right.
1: I'm a rotten playwright. And he was like, no, they just need, they don't write. They don't write enough. And they need they don't some... write enough. Like they don't well, turn they,
0: their they... homework in or, or what? No,
1: they turn their homework in. They're just not writing any fucking plays, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he thinks it's because they're afraid to fail, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And so it was just sort of like, he basically wanted me to come in and be the Alec Baldwin and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, yeah. You know, and and kick him in the ass, which is what I did. But what was interesting about it, and I thought you'd appreciate, it, is number one, they asked me uh, after I did the first class, the kids. You know, you, you expect that the college kids, you know, with all like we talked about, it's like oh, they're also they're so hot house flower and so sensitive. Well, <laughs> I, you know, my my uh, my disclaimer at the top of both classes, was I got up and I said, hi, okay, yeah, Brandon introduced me, I said, I'm Don Hall, I said, here's my disclaimer, here's my trigger warning, Um, I cuss a lot, I mean, I cuss a fucking lot, so, I'm Gen X, so I can can understand and appreciate pronouns, and I don't use racial epithets, but if the word fuck, goddammit, or douche waffle, (laughs) wilts your little leaves, time to go. And they all thought that was funny, and then I, I went in, and, and they were all really cool. All these kids were very hungry and excited. Um, they ask a lot of questions in the Dada Workshop. I I must have just blown their fucking mind in the playwriting class, because they were just, like, jaw-dropped. You know, at one point, they were so, talking about how hard they worked, and I said, you know, nobody gives a shit. Nobody fucking cares how hard you're working. What are you writing? Oh, and the just, like, the whole class were like, yeah. oh. So yeah, but I didn't get canceled. In fact, it looks like the the dean is going to pay me to come out and do a two two day Dada workshop out there. So I mean, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's going to happen. But that was something that the students and I talked about, and then Brandon and I talked about, and then he introduced me to the dean, who it turns out is a tuba player from Conway, Arkansas. So the fact oh, that I was a tuba player yeah. from Fayetteville, there was like a connection. So we're going to see if we can make that happen,
0: and uh, that'd be fun. So we've talked about this a lot that you have very little patience for the safe spaces of, of today's universities and college campuses. Um, did, did your trip to Utah give you hope in tomorrow's future?
1: Um, yeah, actually what it, what it emphasized to me, and that is one of the things that, uh, we talk about and you and I've talked about this is that when you get locked into a specific sort of bubble of information, I mean, you know, what what are people writing about when they're writing about college universities today? They're not writing about, well, look how look at look at all these all of these universities where they're reasonable, they're there to learn, they're hungry for it, they're not screaming and yelling and pissing and moaning about microaggressions. What you hear about is all the colleges that are doing that, are doing that you know, that, mm-hmm. are, that are freaking out about Halloween costumes, that are boycotting professors for using the N word in a, in a, in a, a, a test, in yeah. a textbook, yeah, that kind of thing. But the fact is, what, not, what I realized, not a textbook, but yeah, like, but in a test, yeah. yeah. But what I, what I realized was, and that's one of the things that it's, <laughs> I think it's good to get out of my house once in a while, is that. <laughs> You know, granted, I was in Utah and I was at a, I was at a university, uh, the name of the university, it's not this name forever, but the, the name of the university is Dixie State University. So it wasn't like I was going to a white supremacist place. That's just what it's named. They're changing it to Utah Tech because they
0: realized, oh yeah, maybe that's not the best name for our college. Jesus, why Dixie in Utah to begin with?
1: You know, there's a long story about the Mormons coming out to this area and sort of settling it and then realizing that they didn't have an industry, so they went to Dixie. They went down south to get cotton, thinking that they could bring cotton up to Utah so they weren't the smartest Mormons but because yeah, uh, cotton you know, is really not a high desert plant it's not not really a desert thing yeah <laughs> and uh, but no it was it was a it was a lot of fun um, like after the Dada class it was about 45 minutes and then we went out into the foyer where they had like the couches out you know the college thing yeah and you know a bunch of like 10 of the the girls that were in the class all just wanted to ask questions and talk one of my Ooh,
0: favorite girls but, like Don yeah you know here's the
1: thing that's interesting is you would think and maybe I'm just, I, I, maybe it's just that I taught seventh and eighth grade. I don't really have a, a, a concept on this, but I, you know, I get like conceptually the 56 year old man that wants to fuck 18 year olds. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But when I'm, but I, I mean, I get that. But when confronted with a room full of, Twenty to twenty-five year old women. Yeah. They all they all they yeah. all look like they were fucking toddlers. They all look yeah. like kids, you know? And I mean and, and this isn't an insult to them.
0: No, I mean it's, they're, they're finding a but, yeah.
1: but 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 it, it's just and I, I guess I kind of feel pleased with myself that I can be in this room and not go, uh, 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 yeah. I gotta go I gotta go in the closet and jerk off because of this hot no, <laughs> that was not that was not my experience. But one of my favorite (laughs) questions was uh, they were asking about Dada. And I had told the story about Jen and Matt and my grandma's a fat whore in Jersey. Not that that was a Dada show, but the application of Dada. And sort of no rules and all this kind of stuff. But it was uh, the story where they ended up getting naked in front of a a fucking uh, house full of uh, high school prom kids. Which to to this day still makes me laugh. Um, So I kind of told that story. Well, she she was like, you know, I... How do you go? How do you how do you go with that? With the things that you fear the most? How do you how do you just unleash that and use it for performance? You know. And I said, "Well, what's the thing that you're scared of?" And she said, "Well, I'm not. I'm not. I I don't want to get naked in front of people." And he said, "So why does that make you uncomfortable?" And she thought about it for a second and she said, "Well, I've just determined that the only person that should see me naked is my husband." I said, "Okay, well." And I said, that's fair. Yeah, and I said, that's fair. I said, so, um, think about the rules that you have just set. I said, here's the thing about sexuality and agency. Agency means you get to set the terms. Mm -hmm. And you just set the terms. And she goes, I did? I said, yeah, so maybe you do a piece at the early part of the show where you explain to the audience in one way or another that you're, you're of the mind that you cannot be naked. In front of a, in front, you know, it has to be in front of your husband. And then maybe a little later in the show, you bring up a priest and you marry the entire audience. Mm -hmm. And then you can get naked. And then later, you have a performance piece where you have two lawyers and you divorce the audience. And that would be fun. It just the look on Mm -hmm. her face was like. That's the gr- oh my god! I said that's the thing. You get to make the rules. The audience doesn't. So yeah. make your rules. And you yeah, know, I didn't say. And That's what I, told you, I said. I'm not advocating that you have to get naked to be an artist. I'm just right. simply saying whatever makes In you the that
0: most instance. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Find find that that way to go. But it was a really like I said. It was a it was a lot of fun. And then the uh, the uh, playwriting class, I I made the mistake. I don't know if it's a mistake yet, uh, but I said, listen. If you've written something that's complete, not half-assed, you're ready for somebody to see it. Here's my email address. You can email it to me. I will take some time. I will read it. If you want notes, I'll give you notes. If you just want me to say I like it or I don't like it, that's fine. Whatever mm-hmm. you want. But I'm happy to do that. Well, the whole fucking class emailed me stuff. So I've got... Nice. Yeah, I mean, i probably got 30 pieces that I've got to read in the next couple of weeks and give notes on. Which is fine, because I, I, I've, that was a thing. I don't like teaching,, <laughs> um, but I like what I did this past week, you know when and, I was and, teaching well, that's the thing is Brandon, that's the thing. I like what I did. I don't want paperwork, I don't want bureaucracy. Yeah. I don't want to deal with fucking office politics. I don't want to do schedules. I like to show up and be Alec Baldwin from fucking Glen Gary Glen Ross. That's fun.
0: You like to teach. you don't want to be a teacher, exactly, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. No, that sounds like a great, a great few days, man. Or just Just a day. It
1: was just a day, but it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I, and I can say that from my experience, wondering what they were going to be like, and kind of, I, I did. I'll have to admit, I wasn't nervous, but I was definitely anticipating that there was going to be some people that were going to push back on my language or something that I said about. You know, who knows what I, you know, who knows what's going to, because I don't really censor myself and none of that, not a single bit. So my guess is that there are far, far more universities like this where the students are not, like Brandon said, they're more afraid of what they're going to do than really looking for what the teacher's going to do, that there are going to be students that are just like activists or insurrectionists. They are on the fringe. They are looking for a power play. They're going to fucking fight that fight. Yeah. And they're really loud on Twitter.
0: Oh I still think Twitter's the, the worst <sighs> I just hate it. it's the only social media channel that I have left, and i don't I've never used well, I'm not saying never used it, but like I do not scroll Twitter, I don't post actively see I've I, I, got the literate ape at the yeah, literate ape, and there's that Twitter
1: and I and I use that, but I don't really I don't that u- that's the thing is I don't read it a lot. I don't. Um, it's there. It's there for me to be able to post Substack and 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 Littered Ape stuff. And then once in a while, I I do tweet responses to people, mostly just like gifs that I think are funny. Yeah. Mainly just to remind people that we're there, and maybe they might follow us if I give them a favorable response to something, and that's fine. But other than that, that's yeah. I,
0: I've just I've got friends that like scroll Twitter, and they like that's what they. They just enjoy it, you know. Like they're at the end of the day, they pour their their rye and they sit there and they're like, "Yeah." And they follow the shit. And like, "Oh man, this is crazy." I just can't do it. I've never been I able to it. do it. Never. I like I like the Las Vegas uh,
1: Insider baseball. I like the literate. So I I, I follow a whole lot of lit magazines yeah. and and editors and literary agents. So I kind of like I like that inside skinny. That's actually been helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I find somebody like that, that that's preaching. Yeah, I, I the thing is, I actually like Nicole Hannah Jones. I read the sixteen nineteen project, and I actually really like the sixteen nineteen project. But her yeah. fucking Twitter is fucking insufferable. <laughs> Jesus Christ, she is so fucking strident, and and I'm just like, you know what? And so I I ended up muted her, and then I blocked her because I was like, I you know I like this woman, and I really liked her book. I mean, the book that she curated. Um. But man, she is such, I mean, she, w- what Nicole Hannah-Jones reminds me of is Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say Jordan Peterson is if you follow any of the Jordan Peterson, not that I listen to him that much, but in the early days, he was actually a pretty centrist guy. You know, he was not a hard right or a hard left. He was pretty centrist, but because he decided he wasn't going to let the university, legally make him use pronouns, which I think is a legitimate you can't codify speech he fought against that They, the the very far left started pushing harder and harder on him and it slowly pushed him of sort of ideologically to the right and Nicole Hannah-Jones did this really, I think it's a quite good book I think 1619 Project is is actually a pretty fucking excellent book I don't think it's the history but it is an alternative history for us to consider and I think that's important but she has been so trolled by the right that she's gone further and further left. And it's just like, I can't, I can't just, it's, yeah. her big thing this week was that Europe wasn't a country. I'm sorry, it was Europe a, wasn't? Europe, Europe was, was a, never a you, country? Well, I mean, but it wasn't even a continent. It's a social construct of white supremacist thought. And I was like, are you fucking... I know. And I was like, come on, you're a Pulitzer Prize winner. That's the stupidest thing I could... So I just was like, all right, you know what? As opposed to get mad about it, I still want to respect her book. I'm just going to mute her. And I thought about it, and then I blocked her, because I was like, yeah, I don't have any patience for that shit. Because I I think if I met her, I'd probably think she was cool. But Twitter, just like all social media, it makes me hate people I don't know, and I don't want to do that.
0: Well, does that make Australia... Not a continent, but also a social construct of white supremacism. You know, you'd
1: have to ask her. I'm not gonna, because it's just like, you know what? That's so that is so stupid. That is so inane. That is such a a loaded, bizarre concept to even put out on the to even say. That I was like, all right, I you know what? I I don't need I don't need that. That's stupid. That's a stupid thing to say, and she's not a stupid person. So the only thing I can say is she's been pushed so far ideologically yeah. to the left that she's just saying shit to piss people off, or she really believes this nonsense. I don't know. Can't. I, I don't live with her. I'm not gonna have dinner with her.
0: Yeah. So speaking of stupid shit that people say, did you watch the State of the Union? Because Biden. I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I. I did not either. Followed up on. I, it. I listened to it in I don't the car. Think Biden said anything stupid. You know, beyond, no. like, the normal president, you know, they talking well, about the president. But, like, he didn't say anything stupid. The stupid ones, unsurprisingly.
1: Unsurprisingly.
0: Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Barfbart. Uh, who, <coughs> at, like, the most... I mean, you almost have to applaud them for their sheer fearlessness in fully immersing themselves as massive, gigantic, fucking rock-cunt dickheads. So Biden's talking about his late son. Well, he didn't start with the late son. He was talking about something
1: else, but then he got to it and that was he when he got ugh. to the,
0: he got, to, it was when he was talking what about the late shitty, son, that they started ugh. shouting about the thirteen They just, they heckled him.
1: Yeah. They heckled him while he's talking about his dead son.
0: Like one. They got booed by the all, Republicans, yes, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's what like, I thought. Do you remember there was the guy a couple of years ago when Obama was giving one of his State of the Unions and the guy calls out, liar! And Obama's like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, okay. Like, that's that's rude to do, but like I get it. Like, that's, if you're going to be a dick, there's the line, I think, right? Interrupt the President of the United States during the State of the Union. That's Here's, the line. Here,
1: this is the thing that I, that I and I I feel your frustration. Um, Two things I'll say is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene... She has the face of like, literally of like a turd coming out of your ass. It's just, it's just, I can't. A taco Bell
0: turd coming out of your ass. But
1: Lauren, Lauren Boebert reminds me of, uh, this is when I was single. This is when I was in between uh, Alice, you know, yeah. Alice, then we broke up, then it was Alice yeah. again, then we broke up. Then it was in between Alice. And uh, I was writing a lot of very, very uh, liberal stuff on Angry White Guy in yeah. Chicago, the blog. And I ended up getting a Match.com date with a dancer, and she was fucking hot. I mean, she was really cute. Yeah. But we sat down at uh, that, that Cuban place over by the Brown Line on Irving Park. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not there anymore. It's not there anymore, but, I, I, yeah, yeah. but, that, but that, that's where we went. I love yeah. that place. And so we sat down and we're talking and she goes, now I have to confess, I've read your blog. And I said, okay. And she said, and I have to tell you that I think you're completely wrong about torture because I think torture is absolutely a, a viable way of getting intelligence. And I also want to let you know that Dick Cheney is a personal hero of mine. Oh, and, I I, and I stopped. <laughs> And I went, what the fuck? And I got up and I went in and I went into the bathroom and did that John Travolta thing from Pulp Fiction where I'm yeah. talking to myself in the mirror. It's like, I could just fucking ditch out of here. I could just ditch it. Fuck her. I could. And then I thought, no, she's really pretty cute. I might get laid. So I came back, sat down at the table, and said, all right, let's talk. And so I let her spew, spew her Republican bullshit. <laughs> and then I walked her home, fucked her and never called her again. I a boy. That's to me, that's Lauren Boebert. That's who she is. She's so, cause I think she's pretty attractive, but God, what a Lauren fucking Bobert, asshole.
0: Lauren Boebert is an off, off Broadway, Sarah Palin. <laughs> that, that nobody wants to put up. That's what she yeah. is. You know, like, yeah. and it's, it's, it's embarrassing how, how much she's, um, copying the, the 2008 Sarah Palin, everything. Oh, just, the yeah, guns I guess that's true. It, she really is. Thing. I hadn't even made that connection, but the you're look, absolutely the right. Fucking loud the fucking loudmouthiness of nonsense, the guns. the guns. Yeah, she's a whole pile of dog shit. I, I just, I, and I was listening to the Mincing Rascals podcast, and they were talking about, about this sort of thing and about how, some of them, like what John Williams, the host, who's more of the conservative guy. He's not like a right wing nut. He's just he's yeah. The, the, the center of yeah
1: you know. he he yeah exactly he's like yeah. me he's center left and so you have him on uh, he's to probably represent center that.
0: right but all right the, but anyway the, the, there's yeah. not
1: that much difference yeah it's close but he,
0: um, everybody else was saying that like let's get away from the state of the union like it is an unnecessary thing like just go to the president writing a letter to Congress because constitutionally the president has to provide Congress with an update of what. They've been doing and how well—that's what, what the state, state of, the of the union, union is. is yeah, that's, right. what
1: the, that's what the state of the union but, is. And, you know, and it's TV, not meant to be
0: televised. It's not meant to be televised. He can do it just in Congress. He doesn't even. Yeah, he could do that. He could write just write a letter like they used that's to. That's also, yeah. But yes, he could just do it to Congress. But it's become this, this pageant, and so then some of the mainstream Rascals are saying, "Just go away with it. It's not important. It's just it's kind of distracting because it becomes." Uh, like party politicized versus the politics of of uh, of the country of, of progress and legislation and where we're going and you know it's it's and I I I, I think I'm kind of leaning that way like who who gives well, a shit see,
1: you know what I would argue and, and I I hear you on that what I would argue against that because actually you know because I, I I'm not going to say I didn't watch any of Donald Trump's I don't even know if he did State of the Union dresses um, I mean, I really don't. And I didn't watch Joe's. I did listen to it in the car driving to Utah. But I forgot it was... I,
0: I would have watched it, but I completely forgot that it was on. It, but was, the
1: thing I think is yeah. interesting about it is is that there are moments where I think a State of the Union address is... It's an opportunity. I don't think Biden nailed that opportunity, um, but I don't think he did any harm. I mean, the thing the only thing I thought that was sort of... That I think was... 'Cause I understand the mistake of allowing the Democrats to just kind of live under the defund the police thing. They're still beating that hammer. Uh, no one on the left side no one really, no one legitimate or with any kind of uh credibility is is, is throwing out defund the police anymore. Refund. But, yeah, but <laughs> refund, but now retrain. But but for him to go fund them, fund them, yeah. fund them three times, maybe not the best Uh, maybe not the best thing, but the thing is, I didn't think his speech was bad. And in fact, if you read the speech, which I did do after I listened to it, I came home and then I read the speech, it's a pretty good speech and he has some, some pretty solid things to say about it.
0: Biden's, Biden's not a good speaker.
1: No, he's not. Which yeah, is no, why that's... here's the thing: as much as I don't want a Donald Trump where he's like, "Ah, you short. You got a big dick, you dickhead. You're stupid," <laughs> and yelling at people, it's a terrible Donald Trump. Wait, oh, that I was Donald lo- Trump. I know. I don't do impressions, man. Wow. Dana does. Yeah, Dana does. I, you know, but what I would have loved, and I
0: think the fuck, <laughs> like Dana point- should spend less time doing impressions and more time buying band aids. God damn just, right. Just some small unsolicited just a marital box, advice
1: for her. Just a box of band-aids she didn't find somewhere. Anyway, um, <laughs> like 1975. Be nice. She's listening to this right now. Um but what <laughs> I'll say, what I'll say is as much as you know, because Biden's poll numbers are in the shitter right now. Yeah. They're just in the shitter. But I guarantee you, he would, have, he would have knocked 20 points into his poll numbers if when fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene and Boebert started heckling him, if he had stopped his speech, looked over at him, said, ladies, I say this with respect, but shut the fuck up and sit down. Yeah. That fucking place would have gone shit. The whole country would have went, that's the Biden I voted for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because... I don't, want, I, I don't want a president that acts like Donald Trump, where it's all just bullshit. I want a president that takes things seriously, is intelligent, that, you know, but I also want a president that can look
0: at the fucking morons. Or he didn't even have to curse at him. He could, but he could have just been like, no, but I wanted to curse ladies, at him. Ladies, do you have something to say to me? What, what is it? Come on up here, let's say it. Oh, no? Oh. Right, this is my time right now. Shut up. That one is exactly what we wanted him to do. He had restraint, which
1: I appreciate, but just one, one little moment where we see how human they are and Biden talking about his son and them heckling him. That's the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's the moment where everybody can forgive the president for saying, hey, bitches, shut up.
0: I wonder, because here's what I would have actually done. I probably would have called them out. Like I just said, be like, do you have something to say? Because that's just it, not cool. It's not cool at all for a thousand reasons. Oh yeah. But the other thing I would have done is after the State of the Union, after all the glad handing and everything else, and I go back to my back to the Oval or my private study, wherever it was. Wherever you go. I'd call in my most trusted advisors, Secret Service, whoever they are, and I would say, They don't get to have breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how it's done, <laughs> but they have seen their last sunrise. That's all I say. That's it. And my most trusted advisors know exactly fucking well what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it happens. Because that's the kind of shit a president can get done. They can't build bridges, but they can have yeah, people yeah. killed. And now, gang,
1: it's Rorschach
0: of the news.
1: First Rorschach is inflation.
0: Uh, it's, I mean, you know, unless you're a balloon, no, nobody likes inflation or a tire. Okay. Let me do that again. Unless you're a balloon or a tire. No. Uh, I, I, what was it that Jarrett sent us? Right before we started recording this episode, oh, that George Takai tweet George from Takei, George Takai saying, "Yeah, let me just find it really quickly." And, yeah, and yeah. George Takai saying, "George Takai on Twitter had said Americans, we we can.' I can't do George Takai. Um, hang on, let me you, say it. hey, no, you oh have my. to try to do
1: George Takai. Yeah, you have to.
0: We can endure higher prices for food and gas. If uh, it's not good, if it means it's not good, but it's it's way put. better than my it's better than my Trump. There's no question about that." Americans, we can endure higher prices for food and gas if it means putting the screws to Putin. Consider it a patriotic donation in the fight for freedom over tyranny. Now, that's that's an inflation comment. And here's the thing. Uh, in theory, yeah, man, I would gladly pitch in to put the bad guys in the wrong. What, like, what do you need? You need a few bucks? On it. Whatever's fine. I get into this argument with my dad all the time. I will gladly pay more in property taxes if it means the entire city has school, schools that my son will never, ever see the inside of. I don't give a shit. If it helps the city a little, all in all, that helps my community, let's fucking, do, here's some extra money, fine. The problem with inflation is that it's, it's everywhere constantly and it's starting to hurt. And not everybody can afford a $70 gas bill uh, at the at the tank, at the pump, to fill their 13-gallon car, like I had the other day. And I... We make good money. And I saw that, that, you know, I filled up the tank, and I was like, Jesus! Like, part of the reason I bought... I like small cars is so I don't have to pay 70 bucks at the tank to fill it up. So, yeah, I've... I've I'm, I'm gonna go out on a, on a limb here. i mean probably alone in this thought, but I don't think inflation is any fun.
1: Well, have you, here's the thing I think is interesting, and I just will throw this out because um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about what I think, but I will tell you, the thing I think is interesting is that even even in the State of the Union, Biden talk, that everybody talks about inflation like it's this fucking, like it's a fucking magical oh, natural that's, yeah, that's gas right. cloud. that. But if you look like at the and this is and the thing is, this is what's interesting. We're not going through inflation. I mean, there's some things that are inflationary. There's no question about that. But... The problem is not inflation. The problem is price gouging. Mm-hmm. And if you look very closely, there's a difference between profit statements and profit margin statements and the companies that are chicken, gas, electric, rent, they're just raising their prices. Yeah. That's it. It's not inflation and it's not like and and more importantly, it's not that they're paying more for the services that they pass on to us. They're just gouging it. And that's a trust busting thing. And that's a trust busting thing that it's going to take another 50 years for us to undo because we've allowed it for 50 years. Yeah. There is no inflation. It's fucking, it's, it's shyster fucking bullshit is what it is.
0: And all of it, you know, the economy, the market, inflation, it's all man made. We have total control of it. Well, if you, ha- we have to have inflation in order to counteract. The- then change the other thing adjust the scales it's all bullshit we make it up as we go yes we do it's not the weather second thing Rorschach. transgender sports bans yeah uh go hawkeyes yeah so that i'm talking you're specifically talking about iowa cuz the governor no, in I'm iowa i'm talking about to- I'm talking about Iowa. Oh, I'm talking general, about yeah.
1: Texas. I'm talking about uh, the, whoever the, the the transgender Olympic swimmer that they're all over about.
0: Um, what do you think
1: about it? What are your thoughts? I, I I'm,
0: I'm fine. I, I'm fine with like let the transgender women play on the women's basketball teams. It's and the transgender men or boys or you know whatever play. I, I, it, uh, I, I don't care. Right? I, like there's I all just, this,
1: <laughs> all this. We've got climate change. We've got a war in the Ukraine. We've got the inflation we're talking about, and fucking major players in major states are spending their time and energy. We can't get Congress or local legislators to pass voting laws in any yeah. kind of appropriate way, and they're focused on, on, on on swimmers who i mean, well, I, mean I don't, don't want I mean, to say i don't want to say this as a dismissal of the transgender right, but honestly right. who
0: gives a flat fuck well i say the who sports. gives a flat fuck about it's on, sports on who the cares conservative side that they're like well we eh, can't have up. because because the, the i'm trying to keep it straight now because the the transgender women on the women's team will have a leg up have an advantage, because they used to be boys, and boys are... Have well, they do have an advantage. Up. Sure, maybe. They have not, a significant... No, maybe, no not maybe. Well, they have a significant on. advantage, maybe, but not that's okay. Not all of them, okay. but, all but, of them. But, the, but that's the whole, fine. Look, but who cares? Shaquille O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal had a significant advantage. Exactly. He was bigger than everybody else. He, you know, he wasn't much of a great shooter, but like he, has, he had a physical advantage over other people. Refrigerator Perry had a physical advantage no, if if they're if they're female, they play on the female team. If they're male, they play on the male team. Enough. So number them, 3. Yeah. I think we agree about this. Number 3, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> this guy, I want to know what his uh what kind of cash he's getting under the table from I, I Russia Putin, not even Russia, from Putin Did you- from like well, specifically, have you heard the latest thing that is so blatantly white supremacist? And the thing is... Oh, is this about uh, uh, what's the, really the Supreme Court pick? The Supreme... Because yeah. the thing I think is funny is, I don't think white
1: supremacy is as present as certain people in the society would have you believe. I do not think most... Inequity between blacks and whites is due to white supremacy. I just don't, because the numbers, do, none of the, the the research. I mean, it sounds great anecdotally, but none of the research. However, and that's what I love about Teckle Carlson personally is oh. he is so obviously a white supremacist. I mean, he is so blatantly bigoted yeah. for him to go on on TV and 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 question a supreme. This is a judge who has amazing credentials i mean like she's a rock star when it comes to yeah like jurisprudence and for him to say i have to see her lsat scores (laughs) to (laughs) fuck Fuck you you. yeah oh my
0: god (laughs) this guy he's the fucking worst and he's been the worst for so so long and he just keeps getting worse. And that's the thing is like is there a limit to how bad it can be? I don't think there is and it's it's almost like I kind of want to tune into for the shit show, the freak show of it. You know, like what kind of weird crazy shit is he, is he going to say now? When when he was licking Putin's boot last week when he's like, "Putin's never right? said you were a, no shit, whatever the fuck that was." Like, what are you? Oh, what are God. you even talking about?
1: Oh, this guy is just—I I don't even get it. I don't get it. I mean, it is literally like having yeah, like George Wallace most, stand up It's just the worst thing I've ever seen.
0: I mean, I uh, Tucker Carlson might even be worse. And you know, I'm thinking it, it's like it's like but George it's Wallace so, was pretty. I mean, he later in life after he lost his yeah, ability he, to walk because he was shot in the back, like the. Don't yeah, like he was. He, he he he. But he did come
1: around mainly because of Shirley Bishop or Shirley yeah. Chisholm. Shirley, Shirley Chisholm. Chisholm. Yeah. But uh, no, the thing about Maybe it, is, we need I need to it's shoot just like, Tucker Carlson. He's to take his he's legs like away. David Duke. Know. He's like David Duke with yeah. a bow tie. He doesn't do the bow tie anymore. It's it, I've yeah. never seen anything like it, and it it's is amazing. kind of shocking to me. Number four, Joshua James.
0: I don't know that name.
1: Joshua James is the 11, the member of the Oath Keepers who is oh, actually yes, charged.
0: That's right. that's right. Now, here's the thing. I just I I read, wrote about I will, this in my notes last week. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. did.
1: And I will throw this out just because I think it's funny. <laughs> you know I know him. Do I know that? I don't know if you know. I, I saw the name and I went, that can't be the same Joshua James. And it's the same Joshua James. Is it
0: Joe's brother?
1: No, no. Josh, no, James, James, Joshua James. Different. No, Joshua James was uh, a guy that used to like involve himself in the theatrosphere, as we called it. Uh Um, You know, which is a bunch of blogs, consortium of blogs about theater. And he and I would argue constantly. He was a big martial arts guy. My favorite argument I think I ever had with him online, and this is in Facebook and all this kind of stuff, was. I wrote a piece called No One Wins an Internet Argument. And, of course, we argued about that. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, but he went from being very, very far left to apparently being an Oath Keeper because I looked up the pictures, and it's the same guy.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, he pleaded guilty. Uh-huh. <laughs> to seditious conspiracy. I mean, <laughs> it's... So what I, what I wrote in the post-it note was like, th- yeah. if this is uh, Antifa you know, acting, because that was their whole thing. Like, oh, that was their whole thing, yeah. These weren't like, this was Antifa trying to throw us under the bus and da 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 Well, then I got to give it to Antifa because you're really committing to the bit.
1: I mean, they're going for the bit, you're yeah. You're going I to fucking like prison for That actually for made shit? me laugh. That was your one that made me laugh, and then I wanted to leap out of it when you wrote the Woody Allen thing. I was like, you motherfucker. But anyway, uh-huh. that's fine. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong, except for... And you did say alleged, and that's good. I appreciate that. I'm yeah. working on you.
0: It's alleged. Well, it is alleged. That's, well, it's also been
1: exonerated because he's been in two courts of law. But I'll go with alleged. I'm, I, you know, I'll, I'll, that's, just, that's movement in your direction. That's the right direction. Yeah, all right. Uh, what's next? Number five. Anastasia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Here's... i loved all of the support ukraine stick it to putin shit i i I love it because like yeah i too support ukraine i rush putin is a bad dude he you do not invade another country like that that's that's fucked up not cool bro um and i'm all for sanctions on Russia, squeeze their economy because that's how we're going to beat them. 110%. I'm fine with storefronts in Chicago putting up Ukrainian flags. Yes, do it. I'm fine with the marches because it brings people together and they have family. Harry came home from school the other day and he said, we didn't have yoga today because Miss Elena sad. And I said, oh, why was Miss Elena sad? Because her friends in, are in the Ukraine. This is my th- almost four-year-old son talking to me about geopolitical war and invasion. <laughs> I, was like, All I right. told
1: you he is now slowly evolving from retarded to post retarded. I'm very impressed.
0: So I had Good to talk feeding. to him about, about Ukraine. Yeah. He was like we made we made her a Ukraine flag with the heart in it. You know, I was like, oh that's sweet. Like what a cute thing for preschoolers to do for their yoga teacher who's I don't know Miss Elena, but perhaps she has family and friends there that are like being fucking bombed out. You know, I, we don't know. So I've been having to tell Harry what is russia what is ukraine showing him on the map and he's super super into it now he wants to go to ukraine and help people like what a! and then he got mad at me today on the way home from school because i was like well we can't go to ukraine right now he goes why i said because it's under attack there's a war happening <laughs> well and, idiot and, and, but
1: no. <laughs> when he when he's a maybe a little bit older because he's probably a little too young to understand this and you might really disagree with this analogy however i'm going to go with it anyway You might want to explain to him on a far lesser level on both sides. I mean, like, this is an analogy that is super hyperbolic that you really have to dial down about, you know, like, it's at a 17, it needs to be at, like, a 5. Yeah. But Russia invading Ukraine is a little bit like Nazi Germany invading Mussolini's Italy. Because Ukraine is not really a great democracy, and the president, when he was pissed off, shut down the three major TV stations because they were criticizing him. It's not a great democracy. I mean, I'm all for let's not let Putin take Ukraine. But let's not idealize the Ukrainian government as like this... This like this is the city on the hill. No, they're kind well, of they're kind of they're okay. kind of a they're kind of a shitty government, and they're not quite as democratic as they say. And 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 well, and, that's and, that's
0: fine. But I mean, there's let's a citizenry. Down. there's a citizenry. Like the, the
1: well, there's innocents. a sense. There was a citizenry in Nazi Germany too. There's a citizenry yeah. in Russia. Yes. But My point is. Let's not go crazy
0: with this. Now, go back to Anastasia. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Is so, all right. So Harry was asking, like, why is Russia bad? I'm like, well, it's not all of Russia. It's basically, it's the leader, Putin. And I basically had to... He's, he's like, Putin is a bad guy. I said, yes. He goes, like Thanos? I said, just like Thanos.
1: Just like Thanos. And he
0: goes... Well, because that's like his... He knows that. So like for his, you know, the simplicity of things, I'm not trying yeah. to... Because I'm not going to be one of those parents that's like, oh, no, sweetie, don't worry your little head about those sort of things, because... No. Like he worry about him. Yeah. Because him worrying like this is creating empathy for him and he's caring about people and he's curious about absolutely. things. Absolutely. He wants Very to look good. at a map of Russia. He's fucking four, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's getting so into then he it. Goes, he's getting socialized, yeah.
0: He uh, so he goes is is so Putin is like Ru- is like Thor or, uh, Thanos and I said absolutely. And then he goes he pauses and he goes Does Skeletor live in Russia? <laughs> 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 yes, you're getting it. You're getting it. <laughs> yes. So the Anastasia thing. He is thing, his father's son. I know. Totally. <laughs> oh, so the Anastasia funny. thing, like I'm all for squeezing their, their economy and these statements of support. Cause it makes us feel good and support our, our community and our friends. Cause you know, Chicago is a huge Ukrainian community, of course. Oh yeah. I used to live in the village. So I don't see how Disney plus pulling <laughs> like a D level movie from their fucking repertoire, is gonna hurt Russia at all? It's not a Russian produced movie. It's not like it's the story of a Russian girl. It, it's it's so it's such that it to me is such an insane. It's it belongs in the Super. It's a Super Bowl commercial. It's you know like what it
1: reminds me, what it reminds me of is it reminds me of when the coronavirus hit and and. You know, because I was running a bar in a casino at the time, and all these fucking libertarian dudes refused uh, to drink corona, corona beer. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Are you fucking stupid?" And yes, yeah, yeah, they, they were are. stupid. Yes. They were stupid.
0: And I, again, it's that weird. Um, like this is an in instance of virtue signaling. Pulling Anastasia is virtue <laughs> so signaling. It is so. It serves no purpose other than oh, you don't like what Russian women now. Because that's what. It's the worst. It's the dumbest thing I have Because I, I haven't seen this story. I haven't seen the movie, but I think I know the story of Anastasia. Like it's a good movie. It's, it's a like a lovely, anti-oligarch, movie. though, isn't is like, yes, Isn't that part of a, it? Yes, of course. So, it is in a rea- way, isn't that a movie it, it, that we should be sh- watching? Well,
1: you would think so. I also find Powerful it very interesting. Powerful, interesting. Female character. They're gonna pull Anastasia for Russia, but they're gonna keep uh, Shang Chi, which they made specifically for the Chinese audience, which is a Chinese right.
0: totalitarian dictatorship. So it's like, ah, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, what's happening with uh, American Tail? Because their five is Russian. Five O was
1: Russian. You you absolutely. I don't right.
0: know. If, I don't know if Disney. I don't know where American Tale is. It, maybe it's on Disney. I don't know. I haven't looked for it. I don't know.
1: I know. I know. That's a Don Bluth.
0: That's Don Bluth. Okay. That's not Disney. Don Bluth was former Disney. Did well, uh, where the, where's Don Bluth? M. What do they have to say about it? Where's their virtue? Well, Don Bluth is dead. Yeah. Well, where's his virtue? Secret his movies aren't him. dead. Secret and, M. Secret and Nim. Secret and Nim.
1: Six. Number six. And I don't know if that this might just be me, so I'm just throwing it out there. I'm we'll gonna see if you know Sam Elliott.
0: I I love him. Um, I want to see more of him. I so, wish there was so a yeah, Roadhouse
1: too. On on Mark <laughs> Maron on Mark Marin recently, the latest Mark Maron, uh, Sam Elliott just took Susan Campion's Power of the Dog mm-hmm. and just shit all over it because of its homosexual. Uh, oh, I don't know about this. If you, you've seen Power of the Dog with Benedict no. Cumberbatch? It's a major Not, Oscar contender. It's a great
0: movie. Yeah, but he, he, p- I haven't seen it yet. But
1: basically, basically, he plays a closeted, very angry, very brutal, very shitty, closeted gay cowboy who has been uh, groomed by another gay cowboy and is trying to groom. It, it, the thing is, if you haven't seen The Power of the Dog, then you got to fucking watch The Power of the Dog because okay. it is a... It is an exceptional film. I mean, it really is. Like start and it's one that surprises you, but not in a sort of M night a ding-dong way, but sort this of uh like, surprise me. Ever. I mean, yeah, exactly. This is this maybe you'll see it coming, maybe you won't, but but it's it's such a good movie. But the Sam Elliott got on there and was just so pissed off at Susan Campion because he was like, what does she know? She's from Australia fuck you, and he was wearing chaps all day, and he was gay, and there was so much gayness, and Sam, and I love Sam Elliott so w- was this it really homophobic,
0: opened- or was it that, why is an Australian making cowboy movies
1: both, it, it, I mean it was definitely homophobic, and what are his feelings uh, and, on Keith Urban <laughs> you know, I'm not getting into that, but I just know that Mark Maron was like, oh, so I just was curious it's, I'll, have to, I'll have to think. read
0: about this, no I haven't yeah, I mean, I've seen the headlines, but I didn't oh, that's disappointing
1: it, well, that's what I felt like. I thought, you know, come on, Sam. But I, I can't be that surprised. He is 75 to 80 years old. I don't know how old he is, but he's pretty old. I mean, he's been playing the beat-down old guy for 30 years. Yeah. So how old can he be? But, uh, yeah, that was... Yeah, I, I was, I was I That was exactly what I thought. I was a little disappointed by his reaction. And I actually think that movie is fucking just... Just masterful. So, uh, well, Benedict so,
0: Cumberbatch is amazing. Like, yeah, but I, this,
1: beyond him, that's the thing I think is so good about this movie. Jesse Clemens is good. Uh,
0: Kirsten Dunst is yes. good. Jesse Plemons. Kirsten I love yeah. Jesse Plemons. I mean, I'm yeah. telling
1: you, there isn't a dead moment in this movie, and it is so smart, and it is so well put together, and it's kind of insidious, and it catches you off guard in a couple of moments where you go, oh my fucking God. It is a brilliant and... I, I just think it's a phenomenal film. I just mm-hmm. think it's a phenomenal film, and I recommend it to anybody. So it really made me sad that Sam Elliott, because I love westerns. I've discovered that I really love westerns. Yeah. That I loved 1883. I wrote about it in The Ape. I um, mean, Sam Elliott's in that. And so to hear Sam Elliott kind of go, yeah, I don't like the, the gayness of this particular movie, is was like, uh, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still like you. I'll
0: still like it, but now I don't want to have dinner with you. No, I was going to say, yeah, now we, I can't have you over for dinner. Yeah, you know, that's all right. That's a bummer. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is a watch, and I am late to the game on this. It was all the rage uh, last year. It's on Hulu, Dope Sick. Yo, yes.
1: I, I recommended that months ago. It's so yeah. fucking good. It's that so good. That is
0: why I didn't watch the State of the Union because I was in the middle of dope sick. Ugh. And you know, here's the thing is none of it was a surprise to me because I've I've, no. I've I've written about it. I've known I've known the stories, but it's so well acted. And it, 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 the, the the script isn't perfect. It jumps around and I feel like it you like miss a lily pad here and there and like, "Wait, what's going on?" Yeah. That's nice. But this, seeing these actors do it and like the, just the intensity of the way it's shot sometimes spliced together with how then like the next scene will be how careless the Sacklers are about things. It's just, it's emotional. It's really, really emotional. And it, it's, it's, it's kind of, so I, I watched it within the week and yeah, it, it got, you. it got in my head. Like I, every, I would get well, done the at the is, end of the night and I'd go up to Harry's room. He's sound asleep, and I would just like. Like, hold him and be like, Dear God, I hope nothing like this ever happens to anybody that we know.
1: Well, I you know? Watch, the thing is, I watched it, I watched it, and you know, the scene where Rosario Dawson's talking to the kid in the diner. Yeah. That was when I realized, Oh my God, that's my 19 year old nephew. Yep. Was, yep. Who overdosed yep. on fentanyl. You know, yep. what I mean, it's like, Oh my God, this yep. shit really connects. And, and now watching Dope Sick. Do you understand a little bit why, because that's one of the things I realized, do you understand a little bit why Jarrett Keane is so skeptical of vaccinations by Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson? These are the companies that have been exposed as being the biggest fucking liars in history. So I and not that I question the vaccine, but I understand yeah. why someone would, given that they have sold us so many bills of good that are so fucking shitty. It's well, unbelievable.
0: I mean, it's really just. I mean, yeah, big pharma is big pharma. Like, I'm not making. And an that's
1: excuse, what I'm saying. Big pharma is is, is it's it's closest I mean, that, to big the pharma, fucking evil empires Pfizer, we're gonna
0: have. Pfizer, none of them did. What Purdue did,
1: what the what Purdue for? Well, you don't know ever. that. you don't know that. But it, but I don't no, know that I yet. Get I get suppose. It. But yeah. All right. My first thing. My first thing is a read. It is in the Atlantic. It's called Biden's State of the Union. Did something new, and what I liked about this was because I listened to it, and then I read the 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 State of the Union and then I read this and it is a compare contrast. It's talking about the language used, talking about the intent whether or not it has the impact. And it it really includes some great examples of how State of the Union, we were talking about this, why have it? It it is actually a pretty supportive uh, thing. It's like, this is what some good the State of the Union has done. It's in the Atlantic
0: today. Biden's
1: State of the Union did something new. Really good piece.
0: There we go. Uh, My next thing is, uh, it's a do, for most of the country, I think, um, they've lifted the mask mandates. Yeah, pretty much. So even, Biden even
1: mentioned that in his State of the Union.
0: Yeah. So enjoy not wearing a mask. Like, really take a minute to realize that we've been wearing these things for over two years. Or, yeah,
1: about, about yeah, two oh, years. Yeah, oh, well over two years. Yeah, no, just about two years. You're about right. About two it's years, March. yeah. Like, March 13th yeah.
0: was when everything shut down. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, So, yeah, for two years. So enjoy that. Really, really take a moment to enjoy it. But also, if asked to wear one, just fucking wear it.
1: <laughs> just fucking
0: wear it. Yeah, right? It's it's not that big a fucking deal. Yeah. I agree. I
1: completely agree. My second thing is also a read. It is in unheard.com, U-N-H-E-R-D, unheard.com. It is How Sensitivity Readers Corrupt Literature by Kate Clanchy with a C. Um, this is a really interesting thing because this is a woman who wrote a, a memoir, Some Kids I Taught and What They Taught Me, and decided that she was going to put out a revised edition. And the the publisher said, we need to have sensitivity readers read it to make sure it's appropriately, I mean, they didn't say this, but appropriately woke. And this is... It's, it's it's a real indictment of the diversity, equity, and inclusion movement because mm. the people that are actually doing this sensitivity reading sound like, and based on her, her experience, and this is someone who is in favor of all of these things. This is a very, this is a highly progressive writer who wrote a memoir, going to update it. She's a poet, she's an author, she's a teacher, and she encountered... These and found them to be unread, stupid. (laughs) I mean, I mean, just like and 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 overwhelmingly self-righteous in a way that she went to another publisher because Mm. it was like this is stupid, but it's a really good read because she's a good writer. But it really is her experience about like taking her book that she wrote like twenty years ago. That was a bestseller. Yeah. And they was asked to do a reissue, and she wanted to write a few new things and fix a few things, and they asked to do it. And the sensitivity, I mean, it just like the shit in this article will blow your mind. What is it called again? It is called How Sensitivity Readers Corrupt Literature by Kate Clancy, with a C. It is on unheard.com. I, I like I read it and I was like motherfucker. Really? Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. That's kind of okay. crazy.
0: Uh, my last thing to do this week is another watch. I don't know how you're going to do it, but figure it out. Watch Anastasia because you know, just you shut know up can
1: find it. You know where you can find it? YouTube? Amaz- Amazon Prime. Oh, the so the mid- the minute I saw that Disney Plus pulled it, yeah. I looked Awesome. And you can get it for... You have to pay $2.99, but you still uh, watch
0: it. And all that two ninety nine is all going to Putin, and that's oh, what's going to win the Ukraine ah. That is what's going to build the Soviet Union, bring it back to life. Goddamn right. And Fucking my idiots. final thing is also a watch. I had... You know, and I'll
1: be honest with you, I can't decide if my reaction was based on the fact that I had low expectations.
0: Hmm.
1: Like some some degree of low expectations. Um, I actually like Robert Pattinson. I've seen him go from... I don't give a fuck about the Twilight movies, but I've seen him do some other things. Don't know that much about Matt Reeves. Love Zoe Kravitz. I watched it today. I saw it in a matinee. It was the opening day. Go see The Fucking Batman. The Batman by Matt Reeves. It is... I mean, first of all, I just want to let you know, it's three fucking hours long. Oh, my God but I didn't get up to pee, and I'm 56 years old, so if I didn't get up to pee, it must have had some hold. It is... It's the Batman... Honest to God... This is the thing I love about Robert Pattinson's Batman. More than anything else is... I've never seen an actor... Everybody's talking about the emo Batman. He doesn't give you one single emotion. I mean, this is... He Mm. might as well be a fucking wooden doll... What I love is... That's Batman. That's Batman. He th- th- The first time you see him as Batman, he's in the scene with Commissioner Gordon, a brilliant Jeffrey Wright, by the way, mm. for like six minutes and doesn't say a fucking word. He stares at people. They say shit to him. They yell at him, whatever they're going to do. He just stares. It's. I think he's... Uh, honestly, I think he was the... Ba- uh, I would I, I love Michael Keaton as Batman, but man, yeah. I'm I can't believe I'm saying this out loud on t- any kind of recorded device. But I think <laughs> Robert Pattinson might be my favorite Batman. Okay. This was a fucking great movie, and what I will say is it's sort of like if you took Batman and David Fincher's seven. Okay. And made it a movie.
0: I like where that's going.
1: Because the Riddler basically is John Doe. He's -hmm. basically Kevin Spacey. Yeah. It's a... I... I loved it. I mean, I loved it, and I've had enough time beyond... I loved it while I was watching it. I loved it when it was over. I loved it when I was telling Dana about it. I loved it while I'm telling you about it. Mm. It was... It's a fucking great goddamn movie. It's as good... A take on a Batman character as Joker was with Joaquin Phoenix. Okay.
0: I mean it's fucking great. Wait. So No, it wasn't Joaquin Phoenix. No, who was Keith, it? Rip No Keith Ledger. Rip Torn. No, Keith no, Ledger. No, no, Joaquin Phoenix was the Joker in the in the, oh, in the Joker. Yeah. Yes. I was thinking Nolan's yeah, you, The Dark no. Knight. No, no,
1: and and Nolan's Dark Knight, I'm not going to take away from those, because you know, you don't love those, I love those, but I'm telling you... Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix Joker, that's that's amazing. This is... Gotcha. And and after three hours of this world, because it is... It's just like Seven. It's fucking rainy and dirty and shitty. It's raining all the fucking time. The Batmobile is basically a fucking Mustang with a goddamn jet engine. It's the fucking... (laughs) It's stupid, but it works so well. There is not one moment in this movie that I found myself bored,
0: uninterested. I was riveted from the beginning to the end. Is this Batman in the Justice League? Like, what, what happened to Bruce, well, see, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman?
1: Well, the thing about it is Ben Affleck's Batman is going to be showing up with, uh, with Michael Keaton's in a sort in of a, the flash, a flash. In The in Flash, like a-
0: but... In like a, but here's the a, thing: what I really like, kind of what I
1: really liked about this Batman is it takes place, and, I, and this I really liked this. By the way, I'll just share: is at one point in the beginning, he's kind of writing notes, and there's a voiceover where he's kind of talking about why he is, what he's doing, what he's seeing, and is he making any difference in the city kind of thing. And then they back up, and he takes the journal he's writing, and he closes it, and it says, Gotham City Experiment Year Two. Huh. And what you realize is this is his, he's just finished his second year, or is in his second year of being yeah, Batman. In fact, one of my favorite, this is silly, and I don't think this is giving anything away, Is when uh, Zoe Kravitz, who plays Catwoman, she's Selena Kyle, says, who are you? He says, and not like the Christian Bale growly thing. He just says, I am vengeance. Mm -hmm. And so for the rest of the movie, instead of calling him Batman, she just calls him vengeance. I fucking love that. That's it's cool. so simple, but it's really like okay, he's the Dark Knight. He's in his early thirties. This is the first time he's really just like about a year or two into being the Batman, and he's trying to figure out if this is the way to go. If what he's doing is making any difference. If there is a, a an arc, because to me, it, you know, the character has to change for it to actually mean anything. Right. If there is an arc in this movie, it's the reality. It's the realization that. Focusing on vengeance is not what he's there for. Mm -hmm. But it takes him this movie to figure that out. I think it is absolutely phenomenal. I hope he's I hope Robert Pattinson's the Batman we see in future Justice Leagues. I really want to see a second one. I Mm -hmm. really want to see I really like this movie. I really like this movie. So I highly recommend The Batman. You can see it in theaters right now. Eventually it'll be on. Some streaming service. But right now. But it's worth seeing in a theater. I yeah.
0: really, yeah. thoroughly enjoyed this film. Cool. And that's it, my friends. That's it. Let's go get new thumbs and, and a box of Band-Aids. You can
1: listen to The Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the
0: show on your own platforms. Or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at localmotiveband.com.